my personality to be jittery. It's part of my charm. Wrestling fans, are you ready? It's time for my one, two, three cents of the podcast on the Jittery Monkey Podcasting Network. Give me the hell yeah! Now, here's your host. The man is also a very long, dear, personal friend of mine. Does the guy have a name? Yes, he has a name. Kevin Huntsberger. Woo! Hey friends, welcome to episode 359 of the My One Two Three Cents podcast. I am your host, Kevin Huntsperger, and this week uh, it is the interview. And I uh, talked to Nikki Driftwood, who this Saturday uh, is retiring from independent wrestling, uh, has been a part of Stride Pro Wrestling for a couple of years. And for those of you who follow Stride and, and know Nikki Driftwood, you know that prior to wrestling as Nikki Driftwood, she wrestled as Cole James. And we talk all about that. It's a very open, honest, frank discussion. I cannot thank Nikki enough for sharing her story and kind of the whole transition of going from Cole James to becoming Nikki Driftwood and how that is in the world of professional wrestling. You know, to do that even in your private life is one thing, but then to put it out there for the world to see, or at least our part of the world here uh, in Southern Illinois and Southeast Missouri, Western Kentucky, where Stride Pro Wrestling uh, is is most prominent. But uh, Nikki has wrestled for some other promotions as well, and, and she goes into those details too. So again, uh, I want to thank her for her candor and for being so open and, and really talking and, and answering every question that I had. So I really do appreciate that opportunity. And the reason, part of the reason, I, I had wanted to have Nikki on the show for quite some time now, but finally we're, we're able to make it happen. But Nikki is retiring. Uh, this Saturday night, October 9th, if you're listening uh, the week of, is uh, her final wrestling match. It's at Stride Pro Wrestling. She is taking on... Uh, Zoe Moore, who is the Stride Pro Wrestling Heavyweight or Women's Champion, and uh, I, I really hope that if you are able to uh, make it out and show some support in and Nikki and we talk about this, you know, she wrestles as a heel, um, but really after hearing her story and and I hope that you'll want to go out and and meet her and and say goodbye because she is doing uh, a bit of a send off of sorts uh, prior to the show, uh, like a meet and greet of sorts. So. Go out and, and say hello and say goodbye, and um, but stick around and, and listen to the interview, and, and we'll get to that in just a couple of minutes. And as I mentioned, you know, uh, the Stride Show is coming up on October 9th. Um, a couple of other shows, and, and fans have been asking me, and this is why I'm addressing it here, they've asked about the, the other shows that were planned for Stride. Um, I, you know, October 2nd, as we are recording this podcast, that show uh, 
had been canceled. And then, of course, uh, the October 16th show that was supposed to be in Pinckneyville has also, and I, I don't say canceled, it's postponed. Um, we are hoping once, uh, you know, this latest round of COVID with the Delta variant and, and some things going on in the schools and whatnot, we're hoping to get back on track and, and we'll have these shows. Um, and it's just going to be a, li- a little time, um, you know, these fundraiser shows and whatnot. But Please stick around, stay tuned to Stride uh, on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, and we'll keep updates coming and, and letting you, the fans, know exactly what is going on. And something else that is going on, and I know at our November show, I don't have the date yet. Again, stick around for those details, um, but I have talked to Tyler. Um, we're going to do the My One Two Three Cent Stride Pro Wrestling action figure drive at that show. Uh, so if you are listening and want to donate a toy or just donate some cash to go out and buy toys, that would be awesome. I am still working on some other details uh, for this year's toy drive. And again, if you're not familiar with it, it's just like I, I stole the idea. I blatantly give them the uh, the credit here. Um, Matt Cardona and Brian Myers and Mark Sterling from the uh, Major Wrestling Figure podcast, they do a toy drive every year of wrestling figures, wrestling toys. Uh, you know, they collect thousands and thousands and thousands. My goal is 250. I set the same goal every year of 250 wrestling figures. Uh, we haven't made it there yet, but we get close every year. But this year, I want this to be the year uh, that we reach that goal. And uh, those toys, those action figures, and, you know, now AEW's in the mix, so we could throw in some AEW figs as well. But those figures uh, get taken to the Carbondale location of Toys for Tots, and then they distribute those toys to five different counties. So kids in five counties here in Southern Illinois will wake up uh, on Christmas with something from you. And that's what means so much to me is, is the fact that we are able to use our fandom and help someone and, and make a difference in our very own communities. So if you donate to the Major Wrestling Figure Podcast Toy Drive, I get it. They have big prizes and, and you know, it's a, a much wider scale event. I get it. But if you want to donate to a, a local cause here, again, it's going to the same thing. You know, they donate to the Toys for Tots there, I believe in New York, and it goes all around that area. Uh, obviously a much larger area, so there are is a lot greater need. But your toys will stay here in Southern Illinois, if you are so inclined to donate. And again, I've had friends from Florida, California, uh, Missouri, other parts of the country who have ordered them online, you know, on Amazon or on Ringside Collectibles and have had them shipped here to my house. Gary Vaynerchuk, Gary V, someone who I admire and look up to. Uh, last year, I just so happened to be on Twitter when he said, what can I do for you? And I asked him to make a donation and he did. He bought $200 or $250 worth of toys. So, you know, these toys can come from anywhere uh, and they will be going again to a good cause. And I'll have all those details coming up uh, very, very soon on not only the Stride Pro Wrestling page, but of course the My One Two Three Cents page. Uh, and I'll be talking about it more on podcasts between now and then as well. So, again, any little bit helps. Uh, if you want to donate some cash, I, I am going to go shopping and buy toys again like I've done in the past couple of years as well. So um, 
if you're looking for something different to do this year for Christmas, um, I would certainly uh, be uh, grateful if you made a donation to the My123Cents Stride Pro Wrestling Action Figure Drive. All that being said, friends, I want you to please stick around after the break. We are going to hear from Nikki Driftwood, who is retiring from wrestling this upcoming weekend. Thanks again for sticking around. If you've dreamed of becoming a professional wrestler, it's time to make that dream a reality. The Stride Pro Wrestling Training Academy is now enrolling new students. Classes meet on Tuesdays and Thursday nights from 6 to 8 p.m. for just $60 per month. Be sure to check out the Stride Pro Wrestling Facebook page at facebook.com slash stridepro-wrestling and get enrolled now. Hey friends, as promised, my guest this week on the interview is Nikki Driftwood of Stride Pro Wrestling. Nikki, thank you so much for being a part of the show. No, oh, thank you for having me. So, Nikki, there's a lot to talk about and kind of unpack with this conversation, and I appreciate you <laughs> taking the time to be a part of the show. Um, first things first, though, coming up on Saturday, October 9th, this Saturday, it is your retirement match. So yeah. tell me what what has come about to, to make you decide to step away from the ring. Uh, a lot of things. Um, I'm sure we'll probably get into this, but sure. I'm not 19 anymore, and I'm a completely different person. And I've got a lot of things going on in my life now, and uh, just kind of grow growing apart from wrestling. Yeah. So let's let let's start from the beginning and and okay. uh, you know I met you a handful of years ago. I, I don't remember exactly what year it was, but it was in Stride Pro Wrestling, and, and you were wrestling as Cole James. Yes. Uh, you were part of the Redneck World Order, and you <laughs> and Raging Redneck and uh, Brian Richards, and I believe Bud Gallows, uh, yeah. kind of collectively as a group had won the Stride Pro Wrestling Tag Team Championships. Yeah. Talk to me about the beginnings for you. When did when did you start um, in the world of professional wrestling, indie wrestling? Because I know that you've you know been around much longer than when I met you back. Probably yeah. I'm going to guess in 2017 or 2018. Yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. Um, I started training in uh, 2007. Okay. Uh, it was. Um, I was at Cash Borden's first match, actually. I was a fan for Okay. And and um, I met a, another fan there who had just bought a wrestling ring. And he was like, I'm going to set it up uh, in my backyard, and you want to learn to wrestle. Well, he didn't know how <laughs> either, so. <laughs> but I was like, sure. And then uh, and where was this? joined us. What? Where was this? Oh, uh, this was... Uh, in Salem, Illinois. Okay, all right. Then um, eventually we got homicidal Stephen Davis to come ch- train us. Okay. Which um, Southern Illinois Hall of Famer. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I learned a lot from him. Cash refined his skills with us. Uh, Bo Sawyer was there too. Oh, nice. Now, did you yeah. know? Did you know Cash before this, or were you just there as a fan and, and Cash uh, was there too? 
actually my mom knew has known him since he was 10 years old oh wow um he uh my mom worked at a gas station and he'd always come in there and she'd say well my kid likes wrestling and talk they talk about wrestling and eventually i didn't meet cash until after his match but i kind of knew him okay okay (laughs) So you guys start this training process. Uh, now I know, is that SNPW area or what? What? Uh, what company? Or you know, who were you training under? Or you know, I know Stephen Davis was part of that. Were you wrestling then at that point as well? Uh, no, um, there was no company attached to it. Mm-hmm. Um, Bud Chaplin had just died, I believe, and. Um, so it was like right before um, Stephen Davis went on to IWA on uh, productions. Okay. Um. So he there was no company attached. Um. But then later on, after he had left, I went to St. Louis for a while. Um, to a school, and then. Uh for a few few months and then I had a match and the rest was history. So we you were obviously let's see you started training you said around 2007. So I'm yes. going to guess you became a wrestling fan during the Attitude Era maybe or right around that time? Yes. 1998. Okay. What what who brought you to the dance so to speak? What what was it about wrestling that kind of caught your um, eye? Shawn Michaels probably. Mhm. Um, and gosh, the NWO was so cool. Um, and the Monday Night Wars. Yeah. Um, did you ever think everybody back in the day? Did you ever think, you know, going to that first wrestling show, or I'm guessing it wasn't your first wrestling show, but you go to that show as a fan and then you strike up a conversation with another fan and now you're training with. The guys that you had just seen in the ring. I mean, that had to kind of be a surreal moment too, huh? Oh, yes. Very. Um, Yeah, like, well, for one, um, it's like meeting your heroes, you know? Mm -hmm. And you say, oh, they're real people too. (laughs) Yeah. So I know Cash has kind of a reputation of being a bit of a... uh, I, I don't know. I'm trying to think of the way to describe, you know, he, he's more of a hardcore. Is that fair to say more of a hardcore kind of style? He does. I know he's a big part of Anna Fight mm-hmm. Underground right now. Um, and I know I've seen some of his other stuff. So he's not afraid to get in there. And, and you know, the last time we saw him in stride, he was was hit with a light tube. So, I mean, yeah. he's he's hardcore, I guess, to say the very oh. least. Now, are you. Uh, or, you know, when you were wrestling as Cole James, w- were you into that kind of physicality, or were you trying to get more into more of the basic wrestling that we see typically on a stride show? Um, I ch- tried to do both. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did a few, like, two matches uh, um, in southern, uh, way south Illinois. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, barbed wire, that kind of stuff. But uh, I kind of never 
got into it as much as Cash has, yeah. I suppose. And, and I guess, and this will probably be a question I'll ask him one day, but uh-huh. how do you, you know, I, I've had, you know, not a whole lot of training, but I have been in there and I've wrestled a handful of times and it's been very basic. But I feel like with a lot of any kind of physical contest or competition, you have to get yourself in a mental state of mind as well. Mm-hmm. You know, having just a regular match with the ropes and and everything is one thing, but now you're throwing in things like barbed wire and yeah. light tubes. How do you mentally, you know, prepare for that kind of, because you know it's going to hurt. It's oh, just yeah. a matter of how much um, it's going to hurt. Gosh, I, myself, I just try not to think about it because mm-hmm. I know it's going to hurt. You're right. <laughs> yeah. So you wrestled, um, obviously, uh, around Southern Illinois and, and, mm-hmm. and doing d- different promotions and stuff. You, Like I said, you came along to Stride Pro Wrestling. I know Cash... I think Cash brought you in for some some matches and whatnot, and yeah. and you kind of stuck around for a little bit, and and then uh, Cole James went away, and, and we didn't mm-hmm. see or, or hear from you at least in Stride for a while, um, and then Nikki Driftwood comes into the <laughs> picture. So talk to yeah. me if you don't mind uh, about that process. About you know, talk to me about okay. Nikki Driftwood. Do what you cut out, I'm sorry. Oh, I, I was just saying, you know, kind of talk to us about that a bit of a hiatus I guess you took and then oh. and coming back then as Nikki Driftwood. Okay. Um, my last match as Cole was in March of uh, 2019. Okay. And uh, January of 2019, I had come to the realization and the um, decision that I wanted to change everything in my life. Um, So I kept it quiet to myself and um, until October of that year. Mm -hmm. And then I announced on Facebook that I'm now going, would like to be Nikki Driftwood, known as Nikki Driftwood and all that, and uh, my coming out post, and then I got lots of uh, promoters uh, messaging me, wanting me to use me mm. on shows, and I hadn't even worked under Nikki yet, so I was pretty pretty wild. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't mind talking about this and yeah. and as we talked about before we started recording if if i ask things that are you know things that you don't want to address or talk about i i completely understand but when okay. when you you know did the coming out post and we just recently became friends on facebook so i i haven't yeah. seen you know a lot of, of the stuff from from your past but mm. you know and i do feel like society is evolving and and is becoming uh, more supportive of these things, but I know that oh, yeah. there are still, you know, especially with indie shows, it's it's a very intimate crowd, and mm. you can hear uh, every boo and every wisecrack yeah. and and every cheer. But uh, yeah. you know, how was that? And I know 
part of this was during a pandemic and we were wrestling with stride at least there were there were no crowds there right. at some of those shows so uh, but how was it with the other wrestlers were, were other wrestlers accepting and supportive of this because it, it, to me it takes a lot you know and I commend you for that you know uh, the bravery to not only live your life the way that you want to live it but to do it in the public eye of, of yeah. professional wrestling uh, well thank you mm-hmm. um the wrestlers they all it seemed like were just happy to see me back and happy to, that I'm happy. Mm-hmm. Um, they just didn't seem to uh, care about that. Oh, I'm a girl now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, how were the fans? Because I, you know, like I said, I've, especially if we're in front of a crowd that maybe you know, because Stride does some some fundraisers and stuff, so it's not right. always a typical wrestling crowd. I think again right. with indie wrestling. You get to know those fans, and there is kind of a family, a, a bit of an intimacy. But mm-hmm. sometimes we're going to places where we maybe haven't been before, and you know they don't know exactly what to expect when when Nikki Driftwood comes out. So, how right. are fans, or how have fans been in the past year and a half or so? Um, for the most part, uh, they've been great. Um, I do hear the one fan screaming you're a guy you're a boy whatever but mm-hmm. um usually i'm working heel so i just try to use that as heel heat mm-hmm. oh can i use k break k oh yeah sure absolutely <laughs> okay <laughs> D- does that does it hurt or help the situation um wrestling as a as a heel uh, because i know oh. you know Back in the 80s and the 90s, um, you know, and even before that, you know, Gorgeous George and Adrian Adonis, you know, all of these uh, characters who were portrayed as as feminine or or homosexual were also heels. And we didn't really Mm -hmm. ever see, um, you know, even Nyla Rose now in in AEW, I think that she still wrestles as a heel, too. Does that hurt or help the situation do you think um you know as somebody who is wrestling as transgender um do you think it would be easier to cheer for you (laughs) um it's it probably hinders for me because it's real disheartening to hear those things but Mm -hmm. Because sometimes, you know, I mean, obviously, you know, if you have an overweight guy in the ring and he's a heel, you know, they can obviously attack his weight or, you know, whatever the case may be. But a lot of this, I think, becomes kind of personal and is and I'm sure at the end of the day uh, is, is disheartening. Do you think that fans... Because, like I said, we've been conditioned for the last 30, 40, 50 years... Mm-hmm. Um, that someone who is, you know, portraying, uh, being portrayed as as a uh, feminine character, to boom, gold dust, for example, you know, and yeah. I think he eventually got onto the side of the fans, but it, it was tough, and I, I know that there were a lot of things and a lot of comments said about him and, and his character, so oh, yeah. do you think 
is it's just that kind of conditioning of the fans or could Nikki Drift would come out and be the hero and and be part of you know the the good guy squad or the the babyface side of things um I I don't want to be you know the stereotype mm-hmm. um want to try to break free from that uh I'm gonna try to uh not heal it up too much Saturday so mm-hmm. so when when you started wrestling as Nikki yeah. And you said the promoters had reached out to you. Were they reaching out to you to have matches with other women on the card, or were you still wrestling? Because I know with Stride, Stride is kind of a unique situation in that there's not a whole lot of, of female wrestlers. So I know that the last few times that you've wrestled, you've been in there with, with other guys, you know, with mm-hmm. guys on the roster. So right. were, were you wrestling men and women, um, you know, on the... Uh, as Nikki Driftwood in those early days as Nikki? Um, both. Uh, my first match as Nikki was with a guy, and then after that I met Zoe mm-hmm. from Stride. Yeah. And we worked a whole bunch in another company, and then I made it made my way, way to Stride. So, back to Stride. And, and how, how was... And I, I guess... I'm going to ask this, and, and if it's a negative response, then we can can keep it out. But, you know, okay. how how is it when, when you're, you know, matched up with, with a woman? Are they, you know, is it different as far as their attitude towards that? Are they reluctant because they're getting in there with someone who is, right. is transgender and, and used to wrestle as a man? Or um, it, was it hard? Um... All of my experience has been positive. Mm-hmm. Um, I, if I, uh, I like to message if I know who I'm working, let them know, message them on Facebook that I am trans, and mm-hmm. just because you know some people might have problems with it, and but no one has so mm-hmm. far. Everyone's just a expert, been very accepting, and. Yeah, it's been been really nice. That's been awesome. That's awesome. Um, yeah. You know, because uh, for folks who are listening to this and who have listened to past, actually the very first kind of uh, quote-unquote interview uh, style podcast that I, I dropped was with Garrett Turner, who fans oh. know as Dexter Roswell. And, and we talked about when he, uh, you know, he, he had been wrestling for Stride for a little bit and then he, you know, came out. Yeah. as homosexual and had talked about how you know the support from everyone in the back was great but you know there are fans that obviously voice and, and have their opinions and and whatnot and i i imagine that you have experienced and you talked about it earlier that you know there are some moments and sometimes that that you go through that and i i'm sorry that that you've had to uh, endure that and 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 listen to that and, and be subject to that but i think that you know Whenever someone is brave enough to tell their story and to come out and, and talk about these kinds of things, they make it 
I don't want to say easier, but they do make it a little less intimidating for someone else who may be listening or watching um, yeah. and, and, and making a difference in that person's life. Um, and also letting people know that there's nothing wrong or bad or evil about being who you are. And yeah. I, I, again, I, I appreciate the fact that, that you have been so candid and, and mm -hmm. are, are, you know, talking about yeah. this because it's not always uh, an easy conversation to have. Oh, no. So when you wrestle, you know, I said you're wrestling Saturday night at, at the Stride Building in Carterville, mm -hmm. Illinois. Uh, as you prepare to say goodbye, what, you know, what are your thoughts as, as you're preparing for this last match? And you're certainly young enough and, and maybe, you know, you, you come back and, and wrestle again one day. But, you know, for now you are going to hang it up so what what are your thoughts and feelings as you kind of prepare to wrap up a uh, 10 plus year career of wrestling um a lot of good times um good memories uh more good memories than bad memories mm -hmm. um it, how am i preparing Mentally, you mean? Yeah. Because um, you're saying goodbye to something that you uh, that you love, and you're you're obviously mm -hmm. going to close this chapter and, and and start something new in your life. And you know, I I always wonder as as people kind of wrap up um, their wrestling, and and you know, obviously you are doing this as uh, you know weekends and on you know whatever you were kind of traveling around and, and doing mm -hmm. that, so. I imagine part of it is maybe a, a bit of relief that, you know, you're not on the road so much and, and that yeah. grind, that physical grind and being in different rings around the area, you know, everybody's ring is different and, and set mm -hmm. up different and we've got two different rings at Stride, for example. So right. I, I imagine your body will be thanking you as, as you <laughs> kind of get a rest from that. Oh, for sure. <laughs> What's, what's maybe a memory or two that, that really, I know you said you have a, a lot of great memories. Is there anything that really kind of stands out to you that when you tell someone I'm a wrestler and, and they say, oh, well, what was the, you know, because I, I think a lot of times people who aren't involved or associated with wrestling don't really understand or get it. Right. But do you, uh, what do you kind of fall back on or, or when you think of those those fond times of, of wrestling, what's a, a time or two that really kind of stood out to you? Um, well, a lot of times I'll show people a scar on my forehead. <laughs> That's a big scar across my forehead. That was the first time I bled in wrestling. Mm. Uh, that doesn't sound like a good story, but <laughs> <laughs> looking back it was. Yeah. What was that, you know, when you when you are involved in a match and, you know, and I've never really asked others about this, but I, I know, you know, with WWE and, and I guess maybe with AEW as well, you know, they, they try to avoid blood whenever possible right. and only put it into a story. Was yours intentional or was yours, uh, did you come about it as they say the hard way? Oh, it was intentional. Okay. Yeah. 
And that, you know, that's another thing. I, I would think that you have to kind of prepare yourself or mentally prepare yourself for that, that you're going to uh, end up bleeding and, and being, you know, and, uh, you know, hoping that, because I know a lot of these indie shows don't have like a, a medical staff on hand or, or whatever, so right. you really don't want to get too out of hand with things. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, that night I wound up in the emergency room, so oh, it did get out of hand. <laughs> oh, no. Did you have to get stitches? Yeah. Yep. So, uh, had... like 17 of them, I think. Holy cow. Yeah. <laughs> wow. What, when you, um, have wrestled here, you know, in, because you mentioned Salem, Illinois, is that kind of where you're from originally then? Yeah. And that's your home base? Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of, you know, for folks who maybe don't know, Salem is, what, about an hour and a half from here in Carterville where Stride is set up? That sounds about right, yeah. yeah. So do you, where else have you, res- like how far out of of the area? Have you have you traveled very far out and, uh, and done other companies? I've been to Memphis, Tennessee, mm. um, Indiana, Missouri. Um, I think that's in Illinois. That's all the states I've been yeah. in. Have you ever had the chance to wrestle any um, anyone that's been on, you know, WWE or TNA or any of you know the the bigger companies? Any well known or famous wrestlers that you've been in there with? Yeah. Um. Uh, Grandmaster Sex A, Brian Christopher. Oh wow. Yeah, that was real fun. Um, Eugene. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, Jimmy Valiant, even. The Boogie Woogie Man. Yes. That had to be a riot. Oh, it was. <laughs> so when you... Um, I'm guessing a lot of those were down near the Memphis area. That seems like... I know Brian Christopher probably was, was Memphis, right? Uh, that was uh, for Strictly Insane. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. So, um, when when you're in there with someone who has that experience that they've you know been on the WWE stage before, and you know Jimmy Valiant, of course, uh, WWE Hall of Famer, and you know Grandmaster Sexay, the the son of Jerry the King Lawler. And then, of course, Eugene, I, I believe, trained and did a lot of stuff with, with OVW after he left yeah. WWE or even before that. Right. Is, is there an intimidation factor when you're in there with someone like that? Or, you know, how do you guys approach things? You're obviously listening, but do they allow you to offer some, uh, some uh, have any input in, into the course of the match or not? Uh, some people do. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody sets things up different i suppose um they're i'm more nervous i'm gonna screw up than mm-hmm. anything yeah um because I, I watched these guys when i was a kid on tv i got their action figures so. <laughs> yeah that's got to be a, a, a an odd feeling a surreal feeling that you know here i watched this guy or or their action figures sitting on my shelf and now I'm in here wrestling against them. So that's pretty cool though. Is there anyone, you know, if, if you had a a magic wand and could make any match uh, against anyone, uh, 
who would you who are a, a few that you would have wanted to have gotten in there and, and wrestled against oh man <laughs> I have no idea um, let's see I like Rosemary a lot mm. from Impact. Mm-hmm. Um, gosh, I don't know. I, I I'll wrestle anybody. Yeah. What What do you think of of women's wrestling? We've obviously seen a, a huge evolution over the last mm. several years. With yeah, you know, and I as much criticism as WWE gets, and then as much. Um, uh, you know, pat on the back they get for it as well. You know, there was a long time there where we were seeing the bra and panty matches and the bikini yeah. matches, and I really would argue that TNA um, kind of helped kickstart things. And then, of course, Shimmer yeah. and and you know, there are so many other companies. But then, you know, when yeah. Charlotte and and Sasha Banks and Bailey and Becky Lynch, you know. For whatever reason, WWE decided to kind of start taking things serious. So, what are, what are your thoughts on the way women's wrestling is portrayed now? And I and I would argue now that it's probably just as, um, well, it is just as important uh, to the to the product. But I think again, it, it becomes one of those things where we were talking about earlier. These young women are watching uh, their their heroes in the ring. Yeah, and you know, it allows them to pursue or be thing. You know. And they're not all cookie cutter, you know, we don't have all the supermodels with the big breast and the small waist right. and, and whatnot getting in there and, and doing this. So right. uh, there's there's that variety, and I, I think mm-hmm. that that's so important. Um, and, you know, we've seen women main event WrestleMania and the Hell yeah. in a Cell and, and Royal Rumbles and, and all of that. So obviously the last few years have been good for women's wrestling. I mean, do you, do you see it that momentum kind of continuing on, I think AEW's really picked up their women's division as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I think the uh, women's division's the best, uh, better than the men's, but mm-hmm. they're de- and you're right, they are treating them equally, which is good. Mm-hmm. Um, now, the kids, like, when I was a kid, we had bra and panty matches, so... Uh, there was no, um, there was China was like the only girl to look up to. Yeah. Um, but now there's so many, which is awesome. Um, and there even had, um, a few years back, a match in Saudi Arabia with the women, which is amazing. That's right. Yeah. I forgot about that. That it's, it's so strange how different parts of the world, uh, view and, and consume and you know it's all about culture and, and life and, and, and all that yeah. good stuff so it obviously you know has come a long way and, and oh, I yeah. think it will continue to evolve and, and it won't be something where we're sitting there constantly you know talking about uh, you know this is the first and this is you know we'll get to a, a rhythm where it's just going to become commonplace and yeah you know, will we see more of, of uh, transgender and, 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 you know, wrestlers coming into the forefront and, and stepping up and, and being a part of the, the conversation where it's not, you know, a hidden talent anymore? Yeah, I think so. Um, like, I'm 
not sure which one it was the girl one of the girls in the iconics was openly a lesbian and um there's other open gay people mm-hmm. and nyla rose and it seems like like you said they're not tr- like gold dust back in the day they're not treating them like that now mm-hmm. which is a good step do you in the think, right direction yeah and let me ask you this too like do you think that you know and, and we see it in hollywood you know there are uh, movie roles and, and actors who uh, maybe a straight actor playing a, a, a homosexual role or whatever right. the case may be um, do you think that in wrestling though you know because I feel like a lot of times fans you know if I run into Randy Orton on the street that's Randy Orton you know right. but if I run into Tom Hanks on the street that's not Forrest Gump or it's not Woody from Toy Story. You know, the, the right. man behind the character uh, is, mm-hmm. is different than in, in the world of wrestling. So do you think that, you know, when those uh, characters, if you will, in wrestling come up, um, that it's important that if, if they are, are playing um, someone who is... is um, you know, transgender or or uh, homosexual, that, that that they are being portrayed by someone who is that in real life as well, or do you think it matters? And and should they hide who they are? You know, I know that you know, for example, um, oh, he was one half of the primetime players, and Darren Young, you know, yeah. had had come out as as openly gay, but I don't think you know WWE ever used him in, in that role on on TV, and then of course. Uh, uh, Sonya Deville is is lesbian, but I, I, again, I don't think her character or she's not portrayed as that on on TV. Does that right. matter? Do you think, or should there be more representation on that level? Do you think? Um, I don't think it matters. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's um. I don't know what the the word I'm looking for. Um, normalizes. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. No. I. I. It makes sense. It makes sense. So, um, let's let's as we kind of wind down the conversation, let's talk uh, a little bit more about Saturday night again. It is uh, uh, Saturday, October 9th, Stride Pro Wrestling, and and you're gonna take a little time, uh, I believe, before the show to meet with fans and, and kind of say your goodbye. And do you know who you're wrestling yet uh, Saturday, or is it a surprise? Yeah, it's Zoe Moore. Oh, sweet. Yeah. The Stride Pro Wrestling Women's Champion. And that's, uh, you guys have had some great match. And I remember uh, it was when we were doing the tapings before uh, we had fans back uh, during the pandemic last year in 2020. Yeah. And you two beat the hell out of each other. Uh, you attacked her, and I think you sprayed uh, some some, oh, yeah. some cleaner uh-huh. in her face and, like, smashed her yeah. head into the table, and then she was punching you back. And you guys had quite the little uh, scrap going on there. Oh, yeah. We go at it. So, there's, you know, this is a year in the making, a bit of a blood feud of sorts, and I know that she's been excuse me, on the shelf with a, a foot injury and, and had some yeah. surgery and stuff. So she's, I, it'll be great that she's coming back and, and getting back into the ring. But 
you're going to take some time to, again, uh, talk to the fans and, and meet with the fans and address the fans. What what message will you leave with them? Or, and those who maybe won't be there, what what would you like to say to the fans as we wrap things up? Um, thank you. Uh, it's, um, uh, you hear wrestlers say it a lot, but it's the truth. We wouldn't be here without you. Mm-hmm. Um, I really appreciate you guys. <laughs> yeah, it is, you know, and I think we all learned during the, the, uh, 2020 version of COVID when we didn't have those fans there how difficult it was and how different it was doing shows and, and, you know, just not having that crowd. And and we saw it obviously on, on TV watching it, but then being there Mm -hmm. and doing it too was, was definitely much different. Is there anything else uh, you want to say as we, as we wrap up this week's episode? Uh, I don't think so. (laughs) Well, again, I I appreciate uh, your openness and your candor and, 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 talking about these things that you know would be uncomfortable for some folks yeah thank you though absolutely absolutely friends again uh, that show is happening uh, the stride pro wrestling show happening this saturday night october 9th uh, at the building in carterville go to strideprowrestling.com reserve your tickets now and uh, let us know if you want to be a part of the show thanks so much for listening and we will talk again soon have a great week This is a production of the Jittery Monkey Podcast Network. For more jittery shenanigans, go to jitterymonkey.com. Jittery Monkey.